this profile, I was telling my co-MC that I really don't know where to start from. I mean, an actor, a very good one. I said earlier that it fascinates me that he played Christ and he played the devil. I mean, those extreme ends, it just, it just makes me love his acting skills. And he's married. And in 2015, I watched the whole video on YouTube. And I'm sure he knows what I'm talking about. When he renewed his vows, he and his beautiful wife. And they have four beautiful children. And he enjoys talking to students and young people about Christ, about purpose, about leadership. And I feel very honored to be the one to introduce him even. God bless you. Majid Michel, let's have you. Please allow me to keep the glasses on. Why were you guys stopping the woman from talking? Three of you. Why were you stopping her? Who wasn't stopping who? They have to go and kneel down and raise their hands up in the corner. I mean, people don't like to hear the truth. The truth is painful. Look at them. What's that? I'll say some things if you like, play and see. In all the church, this, this section, that the West, this section, this section, you know that 43 years in this church, yeah, stopping the woman from talking. What was that? God created everything and God said it was. Did God ever say it's not good? Eh? Genesis 2.18. Hey, Genesis 2.18. Can you put it there? God created everything and God said it was. <laughs> Genesis 2.18. So, God never created a couple first. True or false? He created a single. All of you here who are single, thank God you are single. Thank, look, you are in the best positioning your life now. There's nothing better than being single and having all the information you need first. There are people here who are married and are regretting and they wish they could come out. And there are people who are divorced which is worse Divorce is worse than death. Before we come there. Right? Now the Lord God said what? It is what? But he said, everything he said, he said is good. Lord said what? It is not good. 
God who said everything is good. Finally, God said, it is not good. For what? That, no, 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 no. Ah, sorry. Read. So I will make Adam never went to God to tell God, Oh Lord, you know, I'm lonely. There's no one here with me. I'm bored. I need a partner. Adam never went to God to tell God he needs a partner. It was God who saw his own creation and said, it is not good that this man should be alone. God said, I will make him help me. Now, Adam was a single man. He was preoccupied and consumed by the mandate, the task God had given him to do. He was busy taking care of the garden, fixing stuff, doing stuff, managing the place, occupied in his mind, busy. He didn't even know he was what? Look, alone is not lonely. Being lonely is different from being alone. The really, really, the root word for the word alone is the word all in one. A-L-L all in O-N-E. That's alone. Doesn't mean lonely. Everybody here, all the 7.5 billion people on earth, all of them were in Adam. All one man. God said, this man is not good. Right after that, the Bible says, God brought all the animals that he had created and gave them to Adam for Adam to name them. After that, go to, go to the next. After that, God saw that all the animals didn't match. All of them had partners. But the man had no partner. Put him in a deep sleep. Out of him created a woman. Alright? Then Adam saw 
And when, when you read it in Greek, here it says, God presented. No, that's in English. The original, it says, God paraded. Paraded if. So, Adam was there. And Eve was going. Then Adam saw and realized that all the other animals are probably walking. Said, no, this one is not like me. This one is crawling. This one is different. But this one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one is not as hairy as the gorilla. This one's hair looks like me. I can identify with this one. And it was Adam who started prophesying. He said, bone of my bone, flesh of my for this reason a man will live to his wife. She will be called what? Woman. Because she was made out of man. That wasn't. That wasn't her name. Eve's name came after the fall. Eve had no identity before the fall. He said, I will call her woman because she was brought out of man. All right? How? When God brought the women on earth, every woman came sealed brand new true what do I mean sealed sealed every woman came closed like when you buy the water to drink she's closed that's how you know that it's new you have to break it before you drink. Every woman came closed. And scientists have discovered that that membrane that makes them closed has a purpose. And the purpose of that membrane is to produce blood. So, she came closed. She came sealed. How? She's a single woman. Single woman. She, she wants to get married. Her marriage can only be as successful 
ask herself being single. Marriage is two successful single people coming together. If I say successful, I don't mean cars and mansions. If this single woman has built herself, has found out who she is, she knows her flaws, she knows her mistakes, she knows her weaknesses, she knows her strength, she has a vision, she knows what she wants in life, she has information, she's not looking for a man to leech onto, to suck like a vampire. That if this man gets married to her, she has made him a favor. That you are the CEO of World Bank because you got married to her. So she has brought him value. How many of you women here if you get married, your husband is lucky. That's who you must be as you're single. You build yourself so much. This is the most critical time in your life to build who you are before you get a partner. You must... What the, Someone said something here that made a lot of sense. Find yourself, build yourself to the point where you don't need a man. That is the point where you need to get married. Build yourself to the where you don't need help from someone else. At that point, that is where you need to get married. So you become an asset to your partner, not a deficit. So she's closed, she's sealed. That's how originally it's supposed to be. You people have spoiled it. When they're sealed, they're called what? When they're sealed, they're called what? Virgins. So this virgin, face here, and face here, they're both coming to get married. So they come before who? Pastor, come. Stand here. Stand here. So the couple come before God to, to share their vows. Speak their vows. She's a virgin. That's how it's supposed to be. First. What is the purpose of the membrane? To produce blood. 
after they share the vows to God. This man is a priest. Who is a priest? A representative of God. He represents God on earth. He blesses them. Seals it. And he says, you are pronounced man and wife. Husband and wife. Now go. Now go to where? Now turn around. Turn around. They are about to go. After the vows, now you are supposed to consummate those vows. Consummate means to fulfill the vows. That's what the lawyer said. There is no marriage until the sexual act comes in. That's consummating the vows. So when they go, go and sit down. When they go, they're going to the honeymoon for what? To indulge in the act, the sexual act, to consummate the vows they had to God. Now, what is the act for? Immediately, the man and woman get together. The first act of the man, when he knows the woman, as he goes in, guess what happens? Blood is spilled on both of them. That is what you call a blood covenant. The vows you took at the altar. When you go to the juju man, you tell you, cut your hand and put your blood on the altar. Because it's a blood covenant you are making. These spiritual things, there's no physical stuff. The first act of both partners spills blood that God has already put that this is what a blood covenant between both of us concerning the vows we took. Right there a covenant is established. If the woman or the man decides go out of that covenant and go and do another act. When I have a covenant with you, the only way I can kill this covenant is if I establish a new covenant. So the man decides to go out and establish another covenant with another woman. This one dies. Do you you know Jesus said lest for marital infidelity, lest 
for fornication. You are not permitted to divorce. Do you know? Jesus said it. Because he knows that once you go out and break, you have killed what you established. Look, this is how critical it was. In the Old Testament, there's a tent. The tent, the man and woman goes into the tent. The priest stands by the tent. And the priest is waiting. When they finish the act, they come out and present the sheet stained with blood. Now, if there is no blood, guess what happens? They stone them to death. This is how critical it was. It, the punishment was death. The old covenant. The old testament is what? Old covenant. When Jesus came to kill the old covenant, what had to happen? Blood. That's why the, the devil, the devil worshippers use animals, blood, kill animals, spill the blood on altars. Because blood speaks. But now we have contaminated it so much. And we call it casual sex. Are you mad? What is casual sex? Casual sex is fornication. Look. If you, you want to sin, keep it to yourself. Don't go and involve some, someone else's child. Let your sin be between you and God. Once the personal sin becomes corporate and the corporate sin becomes national, now the constitution, your country constitution to write that it is legal for a man to get married to a man or a woman to get married to a woman. Now the judgment is on the nation. You like men. Do it in your room. Don't get a position in government and put it in the constitution. Now you have involved all of us for the judgment. All the gay politicians Look, it will never happen in Ghana. Go and do your bad. Let God judge you alone. Don't bring it to the next house. And now the community and that land is under judgment because of you. 
And they understand. So this single woman, before she come married, has built value, value, value for herself. She's so valuable that when a man comes to marry her, she gives value to the man. That is who you are supposed to be now as you are single. Don't let age, family, pressure. Oh, you're 35. It's past long gone. Why are you still single? Salai. Don't let no one pressure you to marry. Look, I can walk with her right now to register general. Sir, we came to marry. Yes, I witness. Oh, yeah. Okay, sit down. One, two questions. Sign. You are married. Go. Hey. But before I get my driver's license. I have to chew and pour road signs. I have to write an exam. I have to pass the exam. They'll fail me for one mistake. They'll say, come back again. Then finally, they'll say, okay, we, the government, have decided that you are qualified to drive so take your past. This tells me that your government is more interested about your car on the road than the family. And the family and marriage is nothing. Go and, go and, go and marry. But the family, my, fa my family, your family, pastor's family, your family, are what? Individual families, separate. When we live together, not in one house, her family, my family, his family, his family, his family, your family, in one area, it's called what? community. Now you hear things like, oh, that's a bad community. That community is not good. How is a community a bad community? There is no such thing as a bad community. What makes up the community? Oh, if the people are good, how will the community be bad? How are the people good? Now, our families together is called what? Community. Those communities together is called, is called what? A nation. The nations together it's called what? No. 
continent. The continent together then becomes the world. So this is where the thing is. If the community is bad, it is just a reflection of what is happening in the individual families. Her family is broken. My family is broken. His family is broken. Then now the children in the house are wayward. Then the children come out, start moving the knife. Give me your phone. Give me your money. Give me your head. When do hands? Then people say the community is bad. But the community is only as good as the family. Because the family only, the community only reflects what is happening in the families. So, so how do we solve the problem? is buying more police cars, building more jails, buying more guns, putting cameras on streets, uh, we call it traffic lights, to catch people that are crossing red light. But if in your family, your children cannot submit to authority, when they go out, they cannot submit to authority. So the government is wasting money on police, equipping police, guns, ammunition, cars, plenty, when they are supposed to direct the energy and the funds into conferences, seminars, Bring men together for men to understand the duties of a father, the duty of a man. So when he's home, the home is secure, the home is intact for them to bring us together from the children in schools to start learning the importance of families, how you should eat right, what you should do. Empowering them how to understand monetary finances for the individual families to stand because immediately the family is corrected, the community will be corrected, and immediately the community is corrected, the nation will be corrected, and when the nation is corrected, the continent will be corrected. Once the continent is corrected, we have a better world. But where does it start? In the family. But when you have beer bars and drinking spots, in your area. Then now your husband goes to the bar, he 
his mom coming home. He gets drunk. He gets involved in a fight. The police comes. The police takes him to jail. Now daddy is not home. And once the father is absent, Time magazine in America, Time magazine, did a research and they discovered that 99% of all the crime in America is a result of fatherlessness. The men are the ones in jail. The men are the ones doing drugs. The men are the ones abusing the women. I'm not saying women don't abuse men. They do, by maturity. The men are the ones doing the arm robbery. The attack is on the men. You think Eve was a target? Do you think Eve, Eve wasn't a target? Adam was a target. But the devil had to go through the woman to get to the man. God, God told Adam, he said, do not touch that fruit. First he said, do not eat it. And he said, do not even touch it. He said, in the day, in the day you touch it, that day you will die. Did Adam die? Did Adam die? Adam lived to 930 years old because God's definition of death is not yours. God is telling him that day you touch it, you will be separated from me to God. Once you're separated from him, you are dead. Spiritually dead. Not physical dead. That's why when the man came to Jesus and told Jesus, say, Father, let me go and bury my father. Let me go and bury my father. After I'll follow you. You know what Jesus told him? Let them what? Dead. Bury their own dead. What's he saying? Let those who don't know me, they are dead. Spiritually. Let them go and bury who is physically dead. That if you know me, it's life. But your father, who is dead, select those who are spiritually dead. Go and bury. They are dead. So when God says, Adam, in that day you will die. Adam didn't die. But spiritually, he declared independence from God. So now the devil, who knows that the father Adam was the one with the commandments that do not touch that tree. He knows that Adam is what? The foundation, the 
foundation. He doesn't go to the foundation. He goes to the woman. Convinces the woman. The gods don't eat of any tree. That's what he said. Any tree. She said, no. He said, we should eat of this one. He said, you're lying. So he manipulated the woman. Now, the woman goes to her husband and gives him the fruit. When the devil succeeded in this plot, it's the man he wants, but he uses the woman. Since this trick worked that day till today, that's the same plan he uses. All men of God who have fallen, what, what was it? Woman. And women, you are so foolish. Why? Because look, do you know what the Bible says? It says, in the end times, there shall be false prophets. Let me tell you, it's an open prophecy. If you want to fulfill that part of scripture, you will walk and start faking prophecies. You have just fulfilled what has been said. It's not saying I will choose false prophets. So, if you want to be the one to fulfill that prophecy, then go. There are promises in the Bible their commandments, their prophecies. Which one do you want to be? The women, knowing this, you should know that they will come and use to the man. And you too, you open and go. Be careful. Be careful. You know what God said there? Said because said you will be cursed more than all the cattle to the serpent, more than all the cattle and other creatures. Then he says, Your seed and her seed, there shall be enmity. And enmity doesn't mean enemies. There shall be enmity. That means you'll never agree. He says, Her seed. But do you know what he says? When he says her seed, the Bible says, he. You don't understand what I'm saying. It says, uh -huh. What? And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring, that's your seed, and her offspring. What's the next thing? Who is he? What is he doing there? Who is he? He will strike your head. Who is he? Yes! Genesis 
16 was God's first prophecy about the Messiah. When the Yahweh happened, no! God already had a solution. He will strike your head. What is head? Authority. And you will strike his heel. Say you bruise his heel. What's that? All the beatings, they beat him. That one was small compared to after the beatings, they put him on the cross. That's bruising his heel. When he went to the cross, he went to hell and took the authority of death. Hades, Gehenna, away the grave from the devil. He took the power. That is what he will strike your head. He will take your authority from you. So the man is not the head of the house. He is the foundation. And once the foundation is cracked, the whole house will fall. Those who are single, I told you, this is the best time in your life. Both men and women, because a successful marriage are two successful single people coming together. Not a woman who is saying, I, I want to get married because I'm broke. And there are, there are plenty men too who are looking for women who have money. Their marriage can never work. I'm telling you. Where's the couple that was here? Are they here? What's that password? This is this guy's. I don't agree. I do not agree. You can't have a password. Maybe your phone get lost. Anything. Look, all the children in my house and my wife know the password. Too extreme. You are hiding something. I don't agree. Have the password. It's fine. Everybody should have the password in the house. There is something in the soup. I thought the drama should be drumming. Stop me from saying it. If I give you food to eat and you are satisfied, do, do you still want to eat? 
when I bring the plate, you even say, hmm, I don't want to see. I'm okay, I'm okay. I don't even want to see. A couple of hours after, you'll be hungry again. True or false? If you're very thirsty, I give you water to drink. You will drink. A couple of hours after, you're thirsty again. True or false? When you have sex, and you get to a climax, you don't want sex again there. After a couple of hours or days, you want it again. True or false? True or false? She said, we don't know. <laughs> now when you're hungry and thirsty, do you know what it's called? It's called an appetite. You can never satisfy an appetite till the day you die. You will keep eating and drinking water Till the day you die. I can never feed you this afternoon forever. You'll be hungry again. Sex is the same. Sex is an sex is an appetite. You can't satisfy it once and for all. It will keep coming. Guess what? The shorter the fast, if you are doing fasting, the shorter the fast, the more difficult it is. Fast for three days. You see something? Second day, oh God, I'll die. Oh God. Hey, hey, this one, I can't, I can't, I can't have to pray to do something. The shorter the Fast, they're more painful. They're long. Do you know it's easy to do 40 days fast? When you hit day 27, 40 is automatic. Awesome. You even have more energy than you eat. Do you know? How will you know? You don't fast. <laughs> now listen. When you starve an appetite, eventually it dies. So when the feeling comes for sex, deprive it. Don't feed it. When you feed it, it grows. When you starve it, eventually it will. So first day, second day, look, do you know what, what grace is? Grace is freedom. Grace is freedom. But freedom to do what? This is sin. I have grace. Grace is freedom to choose over sin. What a gift. Everyone here, everyone has the power to be pure. It's not hard. It's an appetite. Once it comes, 
You overcome it. What is temptation? What does temptation mean? Temptation means testing for weakness. When temptation comes, it's coming to test you how weak or strong you are. So you are as strong as your last temptation you overcame. It comes. Grace over sin. It comes. Grace over sin. It comes. Look, after the third fourth, trust me, you feel the freedom. It will go, but it will come back. Temptation will be with you for the rest of your life. So, live with it. Know it. Overcome it. That's what builds you faster to your next level of achieving your purpose. So, the devil comes to Jesus and says, change stone to bread. What is so bad? Changing stone to bread. What's so bad about it? You're the son of God. Change it. And let's see. You're, you're hungry. You have power. Don't you have power? Change it. What is so bad? But if the devil could get Jesus to change that stone to bread by his own will, he has gotten him to sin. You know, Jesus has never healed the sick. Jesus never raised the dead. Jesus never let a cripple walk. You know, you know that? Huh? You know? See, is this boy mad? What was he saying? Ah, Majipa, are you crazy? You know what Jesus said? said, I do nothing by myself. What I hear, the Father say, I say. What I see, the Father do, I do. I'm only copying what I'm seeing. I am Jesus. I have my own will, but I do not do my will. Only the will of the one who sent me. Because immediately I use my will to take a decision I have declared independence from the Father. And I'm now acting by my own will. And that is what you call sin. Sin is not about wearing miniskirt or going to disco. Look, I'm telling you, we have amounted all of sin to fornication. Let me tell you, the devil was thrown out of heaven not because he committed adultery. The devil was thrown out of heaven not because he fornicated. 
Do you know what he did? What was the first sin? Huh? Pride. Clap for him. If the devil was thrown out of heaven because he was proud, what makes you think you will make heaven if you are proud? And the devil wants it to seem like it is sexual sin, which is the ultimate. Something God hates the most than any other sin is pride. Read your scriptures well. Pride is what God hates the most. So look at Ahab. Because of how he has humbled himself, I will not punish him. I will punish his child. A wicked king that God didn't like sends a prophet to judge him. Say, wait. I sent you to judge him. But look at how he has humbled himself. He has bent out. When you're humble, David, that was David's secret. Before God, humility, his motive, his heart. Look, it's not because David fornicated. You know what God told David? He said, look at how you have made a small nation blaspheme against my name. You have made... He didn't talk about this one. Look, I'm not saying go and fornicate. Fornication is sin. But don't think it's the ultimate sin and once you don't because there are people here who are living... Righteous lives. And you think because you are living a righteous life, you make heaven is a lie. God is not calling you for right and wrong. God is calling you from death to life. Not good or bad. No. Says so that you will not boast amongst yourselves. Thou, you, you, you fornicate me, I don't. Zombie and pure. She will go to heaven. And you, the righteous one, will die and go to hell. You don't, you don't know. Don't judge. Don't judge. You cannot judge. You cannot judge. When I call you to be born again and you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he rose from the dead. When you finish doing all that, you realize nothing changes. It's the same. You don't feel different. You feel normal. Why? Because your spirit saved but your soul and your body is the same that is what you have to work on that's why Jesus says repent first public statement to the people 
repent. Change your mind first. When you accept Christ, it doesn't change your mind. Because your mind is your will. The fruit of the Spirit, fruit, not gift, fruit. Do you know one of the fruits? Self-control. Self-control means you control it yourself. It's not a gift. Self-control is not a gift. It's your responsibility. It's a conscious effort. After accepting Christ, it's a conscious effort to choose over sin. It's not automatic that because I'm born again, I'll be righteous. No. How? That means God has violated his own law. If that happens, by overriding your will. God doesn't do that. Neither does the devil. The devil never causes you to sin. The devil does not cause you to sin. The devil is selling something. Will you buy? If you say yes, then you've bought it. The devil never forces you to do anything. Neither does God. The devil sets the stage. You pull your own strings. It's you. Consciously. I will not. You stand. So when you're falling to sin, why does why is, why is, why is God judging you at the end? Why is it judging the devil for your sin? Why did God curse Eve and Adam? If it was the devil who made it, he was selling it. Con artist, marketer, he's marketing a product. Will you buy? What customer are you? That's it. The devil, look, God judges you for the action you took the decision you took. Accepting Jesus does not mean your mind has changed. What you need to do is feed the mind with the word, with light. What is light? Knowledge. Feed your mind. Then what was in it will flash out. That's renewing of your mind. By information and choice. So don't think, hey, me cry, am I really saved? I keep sinning and I've gone to do, I've gone to rededicate, re, re, rededicate, re, 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 rededicate, but still I'm falling. Because the fruit. You are not practicing it. Self-control. 
The most, I've ended, I've ended, I've ended, I've ended. The most powerful force on earth is the human will. God gave you this dangerous gift and this precious gift. It's precious because God gave you the same power that he possesses. And it's dangerous because the nature of will, will implies self-control. Your will is yours. Your will determines your destiny. But the problem about the will is that when someone gives you a will, it gives you the power to choose against the will of the one who gave you the will. So, God gave you a power that gives you the power to choose against God himself. That's why people say, I don't believe in God. It's your will. That's the power God gave you. It's the most powerful force is called free will. Power of choice. I'm done. I think so. You know, there's more to talk about, but I'm sure you are. Would you ask questions? Not wrong questions, who? Short, 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 short. Eh? How many questions? How many questions? All right, let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Yeah. Please excuse me for being personal. I want to know where you, your mother's hometown. Oh, well, that's why I excuse myself. Ada. 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 Where is it, please? Ada, going to, on the way to Togo. The on, on the way to Togo, on your right. Togo, okay. On the way to Togo, Togo okay. on your right. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Next. Any more questions, please? So, um, my question is on the self-control part. So every time we hear, have self-control, every time we hear, and I'm sure most of us are always willing. But practically, what do we do to master self-control? Galatians 5.16, open. Galatians 5.16. 
lasciviousness, all these things are examples. So if you, it's not complicated. Once you are fornicating, you are not walking in the spirit. Once you are jealous, you are not walking in the spirit. It's simple. If I do this to take time, three of you come. I'm sure it's important. Now watch. Watch closely. Watch who you are. Come here. Come here. Face, everyone, face here. It's okay. Stand here. It's okay. Back a bit. Okay. This is you. Watch. Uh -huh. The question. Who has a question? You are human. Do you know what human means? The word man is not the word physical. Man in Hebrew, is the word ish, I-S-H, which means spirit. 
the word man, and it's a plural word. So when God said, let's make man, God said, let's make spirit. Listen, the word in Hebrew is plural, which means mankind. So let's make spirit beings. That's man. You are what? Human. It's two words in one. Hue. H-U. Which comes from the word humus. H-U-M-U-S. In Greek, agriculture, you know humus soil. Humus means soil. Dirt. Human is spirit in a dirt body. God made man in his image and likeness. God didn't make humus in his image and likeness. God made your spirit in his image and likeness. Not your physical body. Put that spirit in the dead body and send you into time. Time is a piece of eternity plugged out. Begin and end. You are an eternal man. You are an eternal spirit who never dies. Trapped in a dead body in time. So he did the spirit, put it in the soil, and breathed. Which is what? He says, and it became what? A living what? So now you are a spirit that in a body that possesses a soul. Now this is you. Your body. Your body. Your spirit. Your soul. Now, this is the trinity of man. Now, in the soul, there is another trinity. Do you know people get confused? Your soul is not your spirit. Your soul is your spirit. The soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's your soul. How does this body function? This is the spirit of God that you are. This is your body, physical flesh. This body gets information from its what? Five senses. Sight, taste, smell, touch, hear. Okay? This 
body gets information from the senses. When it gets the information, it sends it to the soul. The soul is what? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. The soul will process the information the body got and give it to the spirit. The spirit will say, mm, this information coming is not from a good source. So, so, send it back to the body. I reject it. So the spirit gives it to the soul. The soul tells the body, the spirit doesn't like it. Send it back. But the body says, so, so, feel it. Doesn't it feel good? The soul says, mm-hmm. Body, you are right. <laughs> it feels good. Two of them decide to keep the information. Now it is two against one. Now they have become the master. And he is now the slave. So they keep it. Next day, he's driving. He's married. He's driving to a woman's house. The woman's house he's going to is not his wife. Now, as he's driving, keep your hand on the steering wheel. <laughs> as he's driving, he's thinking, mm, Charlie, this thing is a sin. Let me turn back. Then he says, No, 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 no. The last time it felt so good. He's he's giving it to soul to process. What soul? Mind, will, and what? Emotions. So now he's thinking, the mind is thinking, the will, should I go? The emotions is saying, it felt good. Go. Now, spirit, what do you think? No, I can't. She's married. I cannot be contaminated. I am pure. I reject it. So, emotions. Ha. Let me call her. Maybe she's not home. I want to surprise her. When he hears the voice, he starts melting. This is the voice I like. This voice is making me weak. 
emotions. Now, do you know what's happening here? That's when you're about to make a decision. This was happening. It's a battle between the mind and the body. Trying to choose. Now, who makes the choice? This is the most dangerous one in these three. Your soul is the most dangerous. That is the one who makes the decision. So, once the emotion sets in, they agree again. This becomes the slave. So, majority of the time, your body is the master of your spirit. But it's supposed to be the other way around. That's why we This allows for the discipline of the physical appetites and brings the body under subjection to the spiritual desires. You need to make the body weak so the body cannot even go and drive sometimes. So we can build this. Some of you here, or most of you here, this is dead. Complete. image and likeness. You don't act like it most of the time, but you possess the genetics for it. You've seen already. You've fornicated already. It's okay. Now the Bible says your will is your what? Power to choose. That's what it said. You know the scripture that says what does it how does it, how does it go? To gain the world and lose your soul. How does it go? What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose your what? And lose your what? Not lose your spirit. Oh. We don't understand that statement. You see, the, the musicians in Hollywood and stuff say, I sold my soul to the devil. Eh? It means he has sold his right to choose. His will. That's a soul. He, so now you're a musician. But we tell you what you must wear, what kind of video clips you must shoot, what lyrics you must sing. We tell you how to spend your money. So in other words, we control you. You no longer have a choice. That's so to choose. So now, you no longer have a choice. You are being controlled and manipulated. So now you have the whole world. It's yours. 
is yours. But you cannot choose what you want to do with this building. You will be told you cannot choose what you want to buy with your own money. You cannot choose what house you live in. You cannot choose what you want to say when you're being interviewed. They tell you how to think. That's what it is. That's what it is. If in our industry, so you have been bought. Now you don't have a soul anymore. If I tell you, sleep with him, you must sleep with him. I'll tell you, I have a concert for you at Tamale Stadium. It's filled out, but you must sleep with him. You have to, because you have sold your soul. Does it mean gain the world and die? No. Gain the world, but you cannot choose what you want to do. Everything you have. You understand? So this is you. Same way. Same way. Now, you see what God, Galatians 5.16 again. Face here, face here, all of you, face here. Same way the spirit takes information, sends it to the soul, and the body will reject. Same way. This takes information, this takes information. Galatians 5.16, then we close. Because it says what? Face here, face here. Galatians 5.16. Fast, we are done. Walk in the what? And you will not fulfill the last of the continue. Quick. For the flesh this last what? Against the spirit. And the spirit against. And these are what? Contrary to one another. That means they are opposite, but they are all trapped in your body. That's the battle. Look, the battle is you against you. So walk here so you will not fulfill these desires. That's the answer your question. Amen. There's one more question. It's from the crowd. It says, please, I may like you to give us some tips on the topic of phone sex as Christians because some people are taking it into their relationships. Amen. Don't <laughs> uh, I'm, the, I'm the master of that one. Hey, good question for the right person. Look, they brought the, the prostitute to Jesus. They said, by law, we must kill him. Eh? By law, we must what? Kill him. I said, okay. All of you who want to kill her, 
if none of you are lustfully drawn to her, if none of you want to sleep with this shower, throw the stone. Listen, you you want to kill her, but for a fact, if you were alone with her, what would you do? If you will walk out through the storm, but if in your heart you would sleep with her, think for yourself. That's a that's a question. That's a question. Now, Jesus says to the Pharisees, he wanted the Pharisees to know something because the Pharisees, you won't catch them fornicating, you won't catch them in adultery. They said they are pure. Jesus said, if you look upon any of these and last after her, in your mind, you have already committed. Jesus shifted the law and put it a notch higher. Why? To tell the Pharisees that even your works that you are not fornicating is not enough. Even if Look, look upon any of these. And look, don't be too hard on yourself. You see, don't take it literally. That's it. Jesus was making them know that it is not about your righteousness. It's not about your goodness. It's not about this and this. But it's about your motive. There is sin and there is iniquity. Sin, sin is that I have caught you physically. You stole my wallet. I've caught you. I caught you in adultery. Stone her because we have caught her. So what does it mean? If we don't catch her, she hasn't sinned. Huh? Physical, I've caught you act. But Jesus is saying, you don't have to be caught in the act. Once you are preparing it in your mind, once you are thinking it and plotting, that's what? The, the sin you don't see, envy, hatred, anger, anguish, emotional, these things you don't see, that's what? Iniquity. That if you are thinking of sleeping with her, the fact that you haven't done it doesn't mean you haven't sinned. You are thinking it so that means it's, it's lingering. If the opportunity comes, bam, you take it. So he's saying, don't even hold on to that thought because it's only pending for time and chance. Alright? Now, if to even look upon a woman and desire a sin, you are telling me that telephone, physical looking, it's okay. It's called virtual sex. 
what you call sexual immorality. It's not, it is morally sexually wrong. Phone sex. Ask God before you do it. Ask God for show me how many of you do for sex. I wish you read that thing. He said, I forgot, I forgot how it goes. He said, Facebook does 18 million in five years. Then Instagram does maybe 60 million in three years. Then a the pornographic industry does, I think, like 100 billion in one day. But everybody denies that they watch porn. <laughs> one day, all the other networks together still cannot match up to how much the pornographic industry made in one day. But everybody says, we know, we know much. <laughs> so it is sp spirits that are watching porno. Listen, what you feed your eyes, what you feed your ears, what you feed your emotions. No, when, when you eat yam, you don't go to the toilet and Rice will come. When you eat rice and you go to the toilet, you see yam. Watch you. Watch you feed. It's who you become. When you keep doing phone sex, watching pornographic TV, throughout the day, sex will be on your mind. So, how are you renewing your mind? That's the first step. Look, the, look, the greatest challenge is not we give you glory, Lord. Now you're fornicating. It's not about that. It's about making a decision consciously and changing your lifestyle. Yourself. Some are not ready. They enjoy the same. They enjoy the phone set. They want to do it. By their choice, they want. Listen, no matter what you do, please love God. Why? Because all things work together for good. For who? For who? For everyone? No. For they that love God. And I called according to his purpose. If you don't love God, all things cannot work together for your good. No matter the sin you are in, please love God. Immediately, the love starts increasing. Nobody will tell you to stop. Sin is not the problem. Sin is not the problem. Sin is the symptom 
Send other signs to show when you have a headache, the problem is not from your head. There's, a, there's an infection somewhere that's causing the symptom, symptoms. That's why you have a sickness. What are the symptoms? There's a main cause that's causing the symptoms. Sin. Smoking, drinking, fornicating. It's not a problem. Don't fight that. There's a main problem which is disconnection from God. Once you are disconnected, these things will manifest. So solve the problem. Get closer to God. All these phone sex questions won't come. The problem will be solved. Amen. Amen. We can do better. We can do better. Hallelujah. That is what happens when somebody is speaking from deep inside. God bless you very much. So, the learning continues. Single Summit 101. We started in the morning with legalities uh, related to... No, we started with a health discussion. Thank you. It means you guys are following. So, we started with a health discussion. Moved on to legalities around marriage and relationships. And now... We've been blessed by our brother Majid Michel. What we're going to do now is to take our offer tree. We quickly dash out for lunch. And then lunch is 15, 20 minutes. We come back. And then we have another resource person, amazing person, also in the house. So if we are ready, we okay. take our offer tree and then we go for lunch. Shall we please rise to our feet as we take the offer tree? God's love is so wonderful, God. Love is so wonderful, God's love is so wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Oh, God's love says, God's 